What up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Black Expat Podcast. My name is Carl, and I'm excited to be rocking with you guys for yet another episode. I'm excited to be here today, as I am most days. Not gonna lie to you. You know, you guys know me. When I'm behind this microphone, I am the happiest I could possibly be. First and foremost, I want to give a shout out and a happy birthday to Sam. She's somewhere all over the world. She's always doing amazing things, but I just want to really quick say happy birthday to her and say thank you uh just for being an amazing supporter good friend great person like great friend great person all that like sam is a really amazing person so happy birthday to you i also have an announcement before i jump right into what we're talking about today hold up wait a minute before we get into everything let me announce some stuff don't forget to check out envelopes the expiration podcast man my podcast is at twenty thousand downloads it's well over that but since i started doing this more consistently and i switched platforms right so on one platform i'm at twenty thousand. i launched envelope to expiration podcast in february it is april and we're already at five thousand downloads so if you haven't listened make sure you check it out it's called envelope to exploration a podcast by pack up and go it is wherever you can find podcasts and all over my social media so if you don't know how to spell it don't know what it is or what the company is just make sure you go and check that out also i've been telling you guys look the youtube is coming the youtube is coming the youtube is coming it's came it's here it's arrived i am back on youtube making youtube videos i have a lot of amazing interviews lined up from black expats non-black expats just people in general from all over the world who are doing amazing things whose stories i know are important and worth sharing but more importantly the lessons that we take away from them the things that we learn all that stuff is going to be there yes i'm going to get back into telling stories about my travel to many different places but um i'm gonna have to edit that a little bit uh and i'm going to take time to produce that because i really want to highlight some of the things i've learned from those places instead of just dropping in photos and talking about stuff you guys know how i did it before so um youtube is back i'm excited about that content the series is called taiwan on so we're drinking we're talking about travel we're talking about business development money all that mostly travel centered because again i am the black expat of the black expat podcast so it's always centered or related back to travel um but just about learning and growing in general we also feature in alcohol so you know before i owned my own bar so i had beer which was a craft beer bar so of course we highlighted those but now i'm switching it up right i'm going into wine i'm going into beer i'm going into uh hard alcohol when i I hate that it's called hard alcohol. I'm going into alcohol, y'all. Not Patron, but like things that are black owned um, by young up and coming entrepreneurs. I'm going to highlight those things on the show Um, as well as I'm also selling wine. Check out the link to the wine I'm selling uh, in the bio. Again, I'm partnered with this wine company just to just, you know, to get out healthy alternatives to the regular wine that we drink. So a healthier wine that you can drink that's 100% organic. I have tried it. So it's good. <laughs> Just take my word on it. I'm going to be doing a live tasting uh, of me trying it so you guys can actually see um, my live reaction to it. So wine I haven't tasted before uh, from them. I'm going to try it live on air and you're going to see my immediate reaction. So those are my really quick announcements that took way too long, took three minutes, but things that I want you guys to know that I have going on that's important and pivotal, uh, you know, just to what I'm doing as a black expat and things that I think that you'll enjoy. So I'm gonna let you know about them, right? Again, haven't tried the wine, I'm gonna try it live. I'm trying it live. Uh, and I've had, I've read all the reviews, gotten a ton of feedback. I'm excited about that. So that's gonna be on YouTube, not on this podcast. Now, moving on, bam. What I wanna talk about today, uh, hold up, wait a minute. Something that really 
has come up in a bunch of the interviews I've been doing. And since I still work and travel and I think about traveling, I can't wait to move back to Taiwan and, you know, fulfill my dreams of living in different countries. I'm still going to do that. You guys know me. But a question that keeps coming up is like, why, what do you do when you travel? Sounds easy, right? Like, what do you actually do? Now, here's the way in which I want you to think about the question I just asked. I have gone to beach destinations. I've gone to countries and places where there's a lot of water-based activities and swimming and so on and so forth. I can go on and on. And I could not swim. <laughs> could not swim. Didn't even think about getting in the water. Now, for those of you who can swim, you're probably like, that's ridiculous. You're probably thinking, why didn't you learn how to swim? Which is a very fair question to ask. I would ask that to anyone who went into the water and or went to a water-based destination and had no intentions on getting in the water, right? Why didn't you learn how to swim before you came here? But let's ask the other question, the other elephant in the room, if I may. Why would you take a vacation based around water and you can't swim? Same question, different way, right? Why can't you swim? It's just focusing on the swimming aspect of it. Your whole life, your whole adult life, 30 plus years, some of you guys are younger than that, 15, 18, 20 plus years, you never learned to swim. But, right, that's one separate question. Second question, why would you take a vacation to a place that has water when you can't swim? And, you know, it got me thinking. It's like, okay, well, what is the purpose of traveling for people? Not that I'm trying to attack anyone or call anyone out, because again, I've done this myself. So far be it from me, or who am I to question? No, I'm not, I'm not here to do that. I just want to like, just, just think about it out loud. Why do we go to beach destinations, all-inclusive resorts with all this water, to just sit in water? Or not even sit in it, sit on the beach next to the water. And again, some people are like, well, it's not just about the water, it's to get a tan. And again, relax, I'm not talking about relaxation trips which I've taken before, where I just wanted to go somewhere and sit. Not necessarily in the water, but I want to be near water because I like the way it looked, I like the way it sounds. It's beautiful. It's pretty. I get those. But think about the amount of vacations you've taken. How many of them were specifically to be around water or centered around water or included water? And why were you doing that? Now, you guys have heard me talk endlessly about how little vacation time we have here in America versus what I had in Taiwan. I had three months and some change in Taiwan. So I know that I myself could diversify my traveling bonds because I had the time to do it. I could throw in a beach and a water-based vacation in between, you know, city hopping. And the reason why I'm asking is like I'm building up to what, why don't most of us or many of us take different types of vacations, even when we're looking to relax. Hear me out. Not everyone is from Chicago or New York or LA. Not everyone's from a big city. Not everyone has cars and traffic and all that as a part of their daily lives. Not, not everyone's from Atlanta, right? And I'm, I'm, I'm using the United States because I'm here now. Um, but not, not everyone's from Bangkok or not everyone's from uh, Italy, from Rome. Right. N not everyone's from these heavily, these densely populated places where their idea of vacation is a certain thing. But for us as people, right, no matter where you are in the world, when you think of rest and relaxation separate from vacation, what does that look like? 
again, separate. When I think of, when most people think of, when I think of advertising, right, how it's sold to us, come to Jamaica so you can rest and relax. Come to the islands in Taiwan so you can rest and relax. Go to Hawaii so you can rest and relax. When have you ever heard someone say, go to Chicago so you can rest and relax? <laughs> think about it. Oh, hey, go to Philadelphia so you can rest and relax. Huh? Go to Tokyo so you can rest and relax. Really? Right? And, and the thing is, like, I really want you to like frame it. Think about it. Go to uh, what's like a, a heavily populated area in Europe. Go to Paris so you can rest and relax. Paris is for love and taking it easy and strolling, which is a form of rest and relaxation, but it's not the same, right? It's not the same as Hawaii. It's, it's not the same with the islands in Thailand, the islands of Singapore, in Malaysia, right? Venice, Italy, not Venice Beach, California for some of y'all. Venice, Italy. It's, it's not like that. And why? And the reason why I, the reason why I'm I'm asking this question, I want us to you know to just think about it and talk about it is, what type of, what other type of vacations can you take where you can be rest and relax in various different places? You can rest and relax in Chicago. Again, and I think in order to come to this conclusion, you have to think about what is rest and relaxation to you, and how can you make traveling, no matter where you go, peaceful, restful. And a form of relaxation for you. What do you view as relaxing? What do you do in your everyday life that is relaxing? Because sometimes when you travel, you kind of want to replicate what you have back home. You don't always need or want or even can afford this brand new different experience. It's the reason why I say that. Some people choose or don't travel because they feel like, oh, I don't want to go there because it's just it's going to be just like back at home. Is it? Or are you choosing to make it just like back at home? Also, follow up, what's wrong with it being just like back at home? Like when I'm in my city, when I'm in Chicago and Austin, I try to go to restaurants I've never been to before. Just because it's in my backyard and it's close and it's maybe 30 minutes away doesn't mean it isn't different. Like when I'm looking for something new or something different to do or stepping outside of my comfort zone, I look in my hometown. I have my go-tos, things I know that make me happy. Movies, Marvel movies in particular. I know which movie theater I like going to. I know which bars I like to go to for certain drinks. But when I want something different, I want something new, I want to feel different on the weekends. If I'm not going to my favorite place I've been to, I'm walking around trying to find something new. And for some people, doing something new in a new place is relaxing. It is less stressful. Oftentimes, we put so much emphasis on, well, if I go somewhere new, then it's going to be stressful because I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing or where I'm doing or how I'm doing it. No. Right? I mean, yeah, but also no. And that is important to think about because this will allow you to, allow us to diversify our traveling bonds. Right? And I know it it sounds crazy. Like, what do you mean diversify your traveling bonds? Yes, this would allow you to diversify your traveling bonds. Because the way you see and the way you think and the way you feel about a vacation is completely different. And the thing is, I think one thing I want to highlight, and again, I'm talking out loud, talking to myself a little bit too, is, you know, every place you go to doesn't have to be the same type of experience. You can go to an all-inclusive and do different things. You can go to another country and do similar things you do back home there. 
you can go to uh, the same country three or four or five times and each time you go you find something new and find something different to do it's new it's different it's exciting it's invigorating it's a new way of doing and thinking and feeling things I don't know. Again, I didn't really want to talk that long about this because I feel like in everything that I talk about with traveling with an open mind and different ways of doing things and going out, like I kind of allude to it, but I kind of wanted to talk about it from a different perspective today. Like, what do you do when you travel? Right. And the fact that I could not swim, many people cannot swim, but seek out water destinations is wild to me. It's wild. Because then what are you leaving behind? What are you forgetting? What are you not taking into account? And how? Like, it's absolutely wild to me. And the reason why I say, hold up, wait a minute, is because the next time I'm booking my own trip, I'm going to stop and take a breath. Like, man, what am I looking up? What am I saying no to? Because I have this preconceived notion or I have this feeling or I've been sold to think I can't go here and have this type of experience. What is holding me back from going somewhere that I've never been? Because it's like, ah, yeah, if I go there, I'm not going to have the type of experience I'm looking for. And it always leads me back to the question, what are you looking for? What are you traveling for? What do you want? I know sometimes it's easy. I just want to go to a beach. I want to go to a beach. I want to have nice drinks. I want to kick my feet up. I want to have a good time. And when I was in Taiwan, it was like, I want to throw a dart at the map and figure out where I want to go. (laughs) Or I want to go to a country I've never been to because I want to learn about this culture and this particular thing. So from an expat's perspective, you literally choose a place based on what you're trying to learn, usually. You would think when you live in a different country, you choose based on that, usually. But no, many times I was looking to party. We're going to have the best party. Or sometimes I'm looking to relax where it has the best beach or the nicest beaches. Sometimes I just want to go hang out with friends in a big city. All right. What has like a city-like vibe that's easy to navigate where I don't have to pay a lot of money or where, uh, for cars or worry about getting lost? And for people who are in your home countries, again, because it's COVID still going on and a lot of countries have shut down and international travel hasn't returned as quickly as one would hope to everywhere. Some places, but not everywhere. It's like, what's holding you back from experiencing places nearer to you or in your line of sight that you're choosing to look past? So as you're looking past things, hold up, hold up for a second. Wait a minute. And take it all in. Look at everything. See past your nose and also what's closest to your face. Because it may be some gems and some jewels right in front of you. I know what you guys are thinking. Oh, you work. No, it actually is. I work at a travel company who specializes on domestic travel, and I've just been learning so much, and I want to share that. It's like, man, some things I've never even thought of experiencing, I'm learning. I want you guys to look up this place, Bentonville, Arkansas. Look it up. Just look it up. And if you don't believe me on how awesome it is after you look it up, literally send me a message anywhere. I will send you an itinerary. Not even an itinerary, a list of things to do and how amazing it is and what it looks like. It'll blow your mind. Some of you may already know about it. Bentonville, Arkansas. It's in America. I'm going to find an international destination that's very similar to that. But look up Bentonville, Arkansas. It's a small place in America. I promise you, you won't regret it. If you ever visit America or if you are in America, definitely check it out. And it's one of those places where I feel like it's so worldly in culture, even though it's so small and tiny. It's kind of like Chiang Mai, Thailand, for those of you guys that's been there. 
There's a lot of hidden gems and things to do there. And you get all of that Thai culture. You get all of the American culture in Bentonville, Arkansas. But there's so much more. And when you go to America, you know, you think of L.A., Chicago, New York. When you go to Thailand, you think, oh, Bangkok, the islands. But then there's also Chiang Mai. It's a gem. It's right there. It's sitting right there. It's slower paced, but has so many things that will just blow your mind and mind boggling. So when I ask you, you know, what do you do when you travel? What are you traveling for? How do you find relaxation? What are you looking for? And the reason why I keep going back to relaxation, because that's how many people view travel. It's a break from something. But let's start breaking toward things instead of breaking away from them. I think that'll help us out, specifically myself. That's all I have for y'all today. You know, I just wanted to get back into podcasts and hit y'all with a little razzle-dazzle. Um, if you haven't already, again, check out Envelopes of Exploration. That is my other podcast that I'm building. It's amazing. I'm excited, doing great things, interviewing amazing people, talking about inclusivity and travel, talking about travel with an open mind. A lot of things I've talked about before, but just from a completely different perspective. Make sure you check that out. Check out my new YouTube videos that have dropped. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you haven't already, make sure you like it, share, leave me a review, subscribe, all that good stuff. As always, y'all, my name is Carl, the Black Expat of the Black Expat Podcast. We are church.